Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Locked on Cavaliers podcast. As always, I am Chris Manning, your host from ThroughTheSword.com and The Step Back. Today, I recorded the mailbag over on Facebook for today's show, so answered some questions of yours, answered some live listener questions. It was a good time. Always love doing them. Just a quick 10 or so minute podcast for you on this Tuesday. Um, we'll be back tomorrow or Thursday, depending on when a special episode gets recorded, but you'll have more pods this week from me. Um, and if you're looking to start gearing up for the NBA season, Subscribe to the whole Locked On Network. And if you're wondering, oh, I don't want to have 30 podcasts in my feed. I don't want just a bunch of podcasts I'm never going to remember to listen to when they aren't when this team isn't playing the Cavs. You can get them all in one feed, updated all the time. It's what I have on my iPhone and by the podcast app. Just search Locked On Network in podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Find every show in there. All 30 teams are covered. You'll get everything you want there and do that and keep up to date on some of the pods. I just listened to Lockdown Hawks with Brad Rowan and got a lot of good information from that. I'm in mailbag questions for next week. As always, drop those to LockedOnCavs at gmail.com and to LockedOnCavs on Twitter and over at our backslash Cleveland Cavs, which that post should be up on Tuesday or Wednesday. But here's today's show. Hope you guys enjoy and have a great rest of your Tuesday. You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Facebook? I am Chris Manning, the site manager at FearTheSword.com, here for the weekly Fear the Sword live chat. I'm also recording the mailbag for the Locked On Cavaliers podcast that you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, wherever you get your podcast, you can find the podcast. Um, every week, we'll be here answering your questions about the Cleveland Cavaliers. You can submit them ahead of time to LockedOnCavs at gmail.com, to at LockedOnCavs on Twitter, to on our backslash Cleveland Cavs, the great Reddit community, I will have a post up there as well. Um, I got a couple good questions this week, all from Reddit actually. But if you have any questions about Kyrie, about what's next for the team, about Chetty in, in Eurobasket, whatever you want to ask about, 
drop it below and I will get to it. Um, thank you guys for joining us. I know there's a lot going on and this is a daily at the normal, but hope you guys enjoy. So, uh, first question this week comes from a Reddit user named RU. Pulling it up here because I have a problem loading it. Comes from R. L. Famer. Um, he asks, "What's our crunch time lineup looking like right now?" It's a really good question, actually. Um, I know this could all be in flux, so I'm gonna answer this a couple different ways. Number one, if Kyrie Irving is on the team, I think you would see a very similar version of what you see have seen the past couple years. So that would be Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson is one option. Going small with Love out and Richard Jefferson in. For another, maybe love with the five and turn into, but you would still see a lineups based around what Kyrie and LeBron can do as isolation scores. Um, if Kyrie is off the team, let's say in this trade scenario, they're getting a point guard back. So let's say just for fun, it's the Suns deal, and they get Eric Bledsoe, Josh Jackson, and a pick. Let's say that's the deal. I think it would be Eric Bledsoe, J.R. Smith, LeBron, Thompson, Love. Maybe Love out still, and you have RJ in or someone else in there playing some small ball four. Um, that would be what you would do. You still have that traditional point guard out there. Um, that That is certainly going to be more traditional. It's not super open small ball. It's not positionless basketball by any means, but it is it is something a little more flexible than what you might have otherwise. The interesting option is if they do decide they're going to trade Kyrie and not get a point guard back in return. So let's say they take a deal from the Nuggets, and they get Gary Harris, Wilson Chandler, and a pick for Kyrie, something like that. So you get two players back for Kyrie. Now there are going to be a starting point guard for this team. So then, yeah, you're probably, in my mind, you're probably not playing Derrick Rose in the last five minutes of a close game, a close game that matters at least. So then I think you get to some really interesting switchable things. You'd have Gary Harris, who is this really long two-guard guarding the one, I think. Then you'd have JR. You would have LeBron. You would have probably Wilson Chandler out there, I think, because I think he's a better player than RJ. I think he's better than Jeff Green, almost certainly. And I think he would give you something interesting. And then that the five spot is where you could get really interesting. You could play RJ. You could go really small, put LeBron at the five, switch everything, really, because I think Gary Harris and JR can hang on most switches, unless it's like KD or, or Kawhi. Um, I think you can be good with that. I think. Um, I think from there, you could have Tristan. I think it would be a really good option. I think Love would be a good offensive fit. I think, in a lot of ways, the Cavs get a lot more interesting in terms of their flexibility and, and how dynamic they could be if they don't acquire a point guard. Uh, first question from you guys comes from Ribbon to know, and I apologize if I mispronounce it. Do you think LeBron will stay on the Cleveland Cavaliers next season? So I, I think there's a better chance than most people do. I, I think you look at what's going on with the Lakers, which is what I would say is the most likely alternative for him you're looking at someone who has to see, I think, that Lakers team take a big leap. And so you need Lonzo Ball to be great as a rookie. You need Brandon Ingram to be great as a rookie. You need to know Paul George or someone of that caliber is going there to be another co-star with you. I don't think LeBron's going to give up winning or wanting to win anytime soon. So I think for for him, the Cleveland could still make the most sense. I think the Cavs have to sort of strike this balance if they want to keep him up. Getting young players to insulate themselves for when he leaves, but they can also help right now. That's why I think like a Denver deal would make a lot of sense. I think a Phoenix deal 
could make a lot of sense. I think the Miami deal could make a lot of sense if you actually are going to trade Kyrie if, if that ends up still happening. So I think there's a good chance. I think if he goes somewhere, the Lakers make the most sense to me. I know Blake Griffin, who probably doesn't know, I almost certainly doesn't know what's up with LeBron, but um, said New York would make sense, and that's, I guess, possible too. Olin Bradley writes, I've looked at their at the schedule and some key games stick out to me. Boston, OKC, and Golden State. Also, Chicago, we went 0-4 against them last season. That's true. The Cavs did do that. Uh, what games stick out to you? And uh, Or what games? I, the last part of that's cutting off because it's a pretty long question, so I apologize. But um, the games that stick out to me is you can read this full post um, up at fearthesword.com. I actually did a whole podcast about this if you want to go back. Um, I just want to pull this up for... Uh, on fearthesword.com, you can go find that there for the upcoming season. Um, you might miss some games. You might miss um, some games in, in the year, but I would say you're going to get a good chance to watch the Cavs a lot. They're on national TV quite a bit. Um, I think if you're looking at Cavs games, I think the Thunder games would, are going to be interesting for sure. I think you're looking at how they would defend that group of guys, I think you're looking at how they would um, deal with some of that, you know, insane flexibility there. I think you would be, that would be very, very um, intriguing in its own right. Um, I, I think that that game stuck out to me right away. I think I think Friday, November 3rd against the Wizards to me is a game that can be interesting. Let's see how good the Wizards actually are early in the year. Um, that stands out. I think the Rockets game in, on February 3rd stands out. Chris Paul and James Harden should be more f- comfortable with each other at that point, so you get to see a good test. The the two the the big big one for me um, is Sunday, February eleventh in Boston against the Celtics. So this is the last regular season matchup between the Cavs and the Celtics in the twenty seventeen eighteen regular season. By this time, Gordon Hayward, who I think will fit really well in Boston, should be fully acclimated. I will know more about Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas's health will hold up at that point, uh, how he comes back from a hip injury. You're getting a the last chance look at the probable Eastern Conference Finals matchup that day. It's in Boston. Should be always a hostile environment. On top of that, Paul Pierce is getting his jersey retired that day in Boston. So that night, you're gonna have Paul. You're gonna have Paul Pierce getting his jersey retired. LeBron playing against a team that he's owned historically, except for you know a couple instances. Um, you, the mat rematch of last year, Gordon Hayward is the new dynamic. If the Cavs are retooled, you know how have they adjusted by midseason? How's Boston adjusted to Hayward um, and all these different factors? They play before that a couple times. That to me, with the spectacle of Paul Pierce, with everything like that. Stands out to me as the game that I I would immediately circle um, on the calendar. The other one, LeBron in LA on March 11th, is something I also would say um, is worth watching as well. Uh, we're going to go back to Reddit questions here. Uh, RL Famer also asks, is there any trades out there we can make mid-season to grab an extra big? So I don't think that the trade market is actually what you want to do to get an extra big man. I think if you're going to go get a big... Um, and you don't think Eddie Tavares is that guy? I think the 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 free agent market um, would make a lot of sense to get a, a good backup big. I think you have versatile guys out there. I think it's a 
saturated market and a position that a lot of teams don't really need anymore. With a lot of good players that could grab their VF agency without having to give up anything and giving up what is left of your assets. Uh, Joe Wallow asks, do you think Kyrie will be gone before training camp? I don't think so at this point. Um, I could totally be wrong, but the, the closer and closer we get, I think it's less likely that he gets traded uh, between now and then. Um, I think the Cavs are in no rush to really deal him. I, I think they're going to hold out for the deal they want. They lose some leverage when training camp starts. It'll be awkward. They'll have to deal with that. They'll have to deal with a very uncomfortable media day. I mean, just think about the opening day of training camp is, is photo ops and him and LeBron and Kevin Love taking photos together in their new jerseys and answering questions from my, myself and you know other members of the media. That's an uncomfortable day. Um, they're going to have to dodge a lot of questions that day. That's, that's a crappy way to spend six, seven hours. So it'll be awkward, but I, I think it's very possible... He's on the roster come training camp unless Josh Jackson becomes available tomorrow or the Heat up their offer or the Nuggets include Jamal Murray, who the Cavs seem to prefer over Gary Harris. Um, well, I think I would take Harris, but it's very possible he'll be on the team come training camp. It's very possible he ends up on the team for two years. Like, we just don't know at this point. I think um, they're being very patient, and I think that that's actually the smart play. Um, last question from RL Famer. Um, does Shumpa last the whole season in a Cavs uniform? So, I think if he could get traded in a Kyrie deal, then the Cavs would do it. I think they, they would be okay with moving on from him. I don't think there's a, unless they do some separate deal that we don't know about, which is possible, I think um, it's very likely he is. He's just not a player a lot of teams want. That $10 million in this market is not the most tradable salary. So I would say Amon Shumpert um, is someone that could very easily be in the team for the whole year, even if the Cavs don't want him to be. Uh, we'll wrap it up on this. Uh, there's a, We're in the dead of summer. There's not a lot left. There really is not much basketball left to to really watch this summer. If you're if you're gonna be a Cavs fan this summer, um, and you're going to check out something that you want to just kill some time. If you're not a EPL fan like myself, or even if you are, or you're not an NFL fan, Eurobasket's coming up. Chetty Osman is going to play on Turkey uh, for the Turkish national team in that tournament. It'll be your first chance to really look at him and how he's developed and do so easily. And see how we how we could help the Cavs next year. He's someone that the front office I think is excited about. That I think fans are very excited about. Um, I think he, he it's a complicated thing to know if he was going to be good or not. If you need to spend time in the G League with the Canton Charge, we'll we'll find these things out. He didn't play in summer league. That tournament is really going to be not the perfect way to watch how he he how he's developed and stuff because it's it's different teammates and all these different factors that are hard to account for, but. That's a really good thing to watch if you want to check out something this summer. It takes starts in a couple weeks, runs into September, and that's really the biggest thing to watch this summer. Um, I think we're going to get close to LeBron maybe having his workouts, and you'll get to see some of that. You will get to see some training camps going to be around sooner than we think. Preseason is really six weeks from now, which is crazy to think about because it feels like the finals and free agency just ended, but... It's going to be a very intriguing summer for the Cavs, as always, to wrap this up and see what 
what they do. Will Kyrie get traded? Matt Conter just noting out that he thinks Kyrie is staying, and that's totally possible. Um, we'll see what they do. We'll see how they adjust. We'll see how the Cavs figure this all out. Um, we'll do this again next week, probably on Sunday, maybe Monday post Game of Thrones, because I want to make sure everyone has their Sundays clear for the finale. Um, no spoilers. Don't watch the episodes, but I drop questions in for next week's chat to Locked On Cavs at gmail.com and to at Locked On Cavs on Twitter or over at our backslash Cleveland Cavs. Make sure you check out all the great content over at Fear the Sword. This week we're doing Forgotten Cavs Week where we're writing about some players you may have forgotten about in the grand scheme of the Cavs franchise. I wrote about Luke Jackson, J.J. Hickson's tomorrow, some other really good names we're going to cover, have some fun with this week. And check out the podcast. You can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, or if you get podcasts by searching Locked on Cavs. Uh, this has been Chris Manning. Find me on Twitter at CWMWrites. Like this page. Make sure you sign up for notifications so you don't miss any of our live videos. Have a good Monday, and we'll talk to you next week.